Welcome. What's up, Austin? Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. We're running a little late, but that's okay. We're waiting for our guests. One of them fault. was late. Yeah, was but that's okay. Fault. It's worth the wait. We've got a big show today, 617-702-2542. Put down our phone number if you want to call in in a little bit. We're not going to take phone calls right just this moment, but we'll definitely be taking calls. Lots uh, happened this week. We're going to be getting into the Cannabis Control Commissioner, the, the uh, Cannabis Control Commission chaos. We put a podcast about that out uh, just a couple days ago. We'll definitely be discussing that with our guests and our callers, so if you want to call in or weigh in on that. Uh, there's also a story that we put out uh, with uh, a new writer that we'll, maybe we'll talk to him later as well, uh, midnightmass.substack.com. That's all about uh, what's going on at the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission and the licensing and the protests and the shutdown of the commission. Uh, two of the last times they tried to meet. Uh, so we'll be talking about that and a lot more today. But uh, to start off, we're going to introduce our guests and uh, well, maybe definitely we'll talk, talk about cannabis. Well. But we're also going to talk uh, about the other big issue of the day for us, which is ongoing, about, uh, uh, the number one issue, I think, in this area, which is housing. Housing. So uh, these are both big issues for us. Uh, so we're going to first introduce, uh, first time on the show, uh, from a group that I really, really, I, I'm, I'm my, my girlfriend loves them too. She's worked with them way back. Uh, Steve Meacham specifically. Uh, I love this group. Maybe they'll be able to help us out today. We have a, a director with uh, this group, a developmental director, I believe he is. Uh, but they're such a great movement group, and they're on you know housing. Uh, but they're just, I really have a lot of respect for this group. So uh, from City Life Vita Urbana. Uh, Mike Lebby, no, I screwed up. Mike Leba, 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 Mike Leba. I'm, like I'm honored to have the. If the I say name it like I'm, uh, <laughs> it's, this is, I, it should it's, be easy for me. It's, I'm the it's Boston, Leba. Yeah. yeah, I'm the Boston idiot, Boston Leba, Mike that's, Leba. That's it. All right, so Mike Leba, welcome to the show. Uh, so you, you're new with City Life Vita, Abrana, aren't you? I'm kind of. I've I've been apart for. Almost a decade, actually, for like eight years. Really? Yeah, but I I did kind of one job, and then I I was on the board for a little while because I, I went to a different a different job, and um, but I, I recently restarted about a year and a half ago, so it's been kind of a a mixture of, of different involvement. And we want to bring you on today specifically to talk about the housing issue. But uh, Mayor Walsh gave a state of the city address this last week, and he he. You know, one one big part of this was his uh, housing initiative. Yeah, it was quite the event at a at Symphony Hall. It was, and uh, the big part of it was about the housing. Yeah, right? it was. It was. That it made him seem like he's really doing something on housing. But there you were on WBUR. <laughs> yeah, the next day, bright and early, the next day. The next day to kind of paint the truth, the reality of the situation. Yeah, I mean, I think any any um. Anybody like the mayor, he the the central focal point of the whole speech was about housing. You know, I kind of have this idea that I th I think that it was just an incomplete view. Um, the big the big kind of news out of that speech was that he uh, he announced five hundred million dollars in affordable housing projects. Um, and for sure, you know that that's a really good thing. I think in Boston, um, but you know it, it's also really incomplete because it doesn't. Not one time in that speech were evictions mentioned or um, or displacement. It was all about building new affordable housing supply and also um, 
about a city-funded rental voucher program, which actually is a really good thing. That's something that activists have been fighting for a long time. I remember um, I remember Tito actually was one of the first people when he was on city council to, to publicly support city-funded rental vouchers. And what is that? What, what would that? How would that work? Yeah, it's a, you know, the same way that kind of uh, Section 8 works, it's a subsidy. So um, there was a wave kind of in the Nixonian days federally where like the whole instead of building really big new affordable housing projects, the idea was like, let's create this voucher, we'll subsidize the rents for people so they can kind of move wherever they want and not confined to a specific project. So like, I like that idea. You know, the problem with uh, with the subsidy is that really you're, you're just subsidizing the, the landlord, right? It's not actually putting a cap on rents. The good thing about Section 8, though, is that there is like a calculated rate of increase over time um, and so what this is, is a city version of that. So it's, it's a pot of money, um, that would create this kind of new, like, program where people could apply to and get, uh, get a voucher for a subsidy on their rent. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this program is specifically for, um, for homeless people or, or, or people, un unhoused people and, um, and people that have very low income. And people say they want to do something about the homeless. Seems like a smart idea. Um, I want to know if, if we put out a podcast uh, where we went to uh, a rally protest in Malden that City Life Vita Arana um, was definitely behind, I think, organized, where the rents went up 50%. Yeah. Um, and, and that was one of our most popular podcasts last year. Mm. Uh, I think it was like number five. It, it was definitely you know one that got a lot of listens to. Um, did Mayor Walsh mention rent increases and how to stop a 50% rent increase for somebody who, um, you know, they've been there and the rents have maybe gone up a little bit, but now a new owner comes in who has monopolized the neighborhood and owns hundreds or thousands of uh, rental properties, and he sets the market rate twice as much. Yeah. Uh, what, what can they do to stop that? Well, I think that was, that was the really notable thing about what was missing. Um, yeah, there's no, right now in Massachusetts, there's no actual limit on how much a, a landlord can increase rent. Um, that's not just kind of a lease that has a specific amount. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Massachusetts, specifically Boston, Cambridge, and Somerville used to have rent control up until about 25 years ago. Um, with the idea that, you know, if you buy your house, right, you take out a mortgage, you're able to forecast how that mortgage, how much you pay monthly until that mortgage is paid off, right? So you actually have a steady, predictable... Budget. A budget, yeah, you can budget around it. Right. Whereas if you're a tenant and um, and you're hit with a 50% increase or 100% increase, sometimes we see stuff that's even higher than that. Right. Um, there's actually no nothing that prevents that in, in law, which, you know, two-thirds of the city of Boston are renters. It's, it's crazy that mm. we just accept that to be common practice and, like, the market, you know... I'm um, saying what what is what it's worth. Why do you think Mayor Walsh won't touch renting rent increases? It's only about you know building new housing down the down the road. It seems like his plan is. I mean, he's talking about allocating money from a hotel, uh, not a hotel, a um, a parking lot sale. Yeah, yeah. And he's also talking about taking uh, something that's not even law yet, but the city of uh, Boston has passed it. We'll see if the state does. If they do, uh, Boston's going to get a bunch of money. Right. Um, if he gets this money, you know, from those two things, 
and he builds the housing. How long will it take the housing to even? Show yeah, it, I mean, it's it's tough to say. If you are if, if you're a renter right now and you're facing a rent increase or an eviction, increasing the supply of affordable housing is not going to help you, right? Because that that housing is years down the line. It's not a bad thing to do. I'm I'm obviously really in support of building building new affordable right. housing. But um, but the the problem is that I, I I think you know what the mayor doesn't see is just at my organization we see displacement every single day, and we see the toll that it takes on people. Right? right. Like this is a crisis for people that are going through it. Well, we see. I mean, we yeah. look at look at our show. How many times we've moved around? <laughs> how many studios <laughs> we've been in? Yeah. Uh, and all of our friends, like so many, you know, over the last couple of years, it was like every guest we would have in, even like city councilors were saying, you know. We had one from Somerville and said, I'm the poorest city councilor and, and I'm, I, I don't know if I can afford to live in my ward anymore. And, That's you know, right. I'm a renter and, and it's just like it's crazy. That's why uh, most city councilors, I think, are landowners because yeah. who can afford to guarantee you'll even live in the district for yeah. the whole term? It's crazy. That's, a real thing. And that's what we're dealing with now for the average person who's a renter. Uh, 617-702-2542. Before we get to the next guest, we're going to, you know, have a conversation on all, all of this today. But Mike, I want to ask you again. I, I kind of started a hint towards it, but I went to another question. Why is Mayor Walsh? Why why isn't he dealing with the right now, uh, which is what you're yeah. talking about, the protections and the and the vouchers? Why isn't he dealing with that? Why isn't he looking at that? I mean, I have my own my own speculation. Um, I I think if I were the mayor, I would I would say. Or looking at the mayor's plan, it seems like it's very developer and landlord friendly, right? So, like, um, I think I think his his approach is build new housing, which is really good for for the trades and for you know, for the city overall generally. And then the other piece, so like you you make developers more money, right? Which is one thing, one thing. And then the other piece of it is a subsidy, which subsidizes rent. So basically. That's not money that's going to the family or, or resources that are being, um, you know, paid to people. That's paying that's paying the landlord for the right to have a family that has a lower income, like stay in that house, right? So, like, I think it's a it's a really kind of landlord developer friendly policy. Um, you know, there there was a time I think last last year, probably around this time, he he also put forward like this idea around just cause eviction. So right now you can actually be evicted without cause, which is, um, so like you're not doing anything wrong as a tenant, you're paying your bills, you're doing what you need to do. And um, and then your landlord, if you're not under lease, can just evict you no cause, no fault. Um, the, the mayor did kind of float the idea of doing a just cause eviction, so not allowing the no fault evictions anymore for seniors, um, um, which is, you know, that's a good thing. That would be a really great thing. Um, and also like, the majority of renters are not seniors. Right. Um, so, and so I, I think that, um, that the, the proposals that he's kind of put forward are just very developer friendly. And I really, I really wish, I honestly, I kind of think it comes from, you know, they're trying to do this like pragmatic game of like what's possible. Yeah. And I really think, you know, that for me, that kind of sounds like an excuse for like just a lack of political courage, right? Because he could be testified, like there's a bill that's being put in front of the state house on Tuesday, which would allow, it's not even like a statewide rent control policy. It's like, the we're cities and towns we're let, said, right? yeah, that we're going to let cities and towns um, be able to, to like study this and see if it works for them. And if it does, then they can implement it. it. It eliminates the ban on rent control. It doesn't enact statewide rent control. It eliminates the ban on it. 
And if, you know, if the mayor was being politically courageous, I would say that he should come and speak to the to his colleagues at the state house and actually really mobilize people um, behind that. And I think, you know, I maybe he is planning on, on doing it. I don't think I haven't heard anything about that, so I can't really say. But I really think the problem is more about a lack of, of um, willing being willing to fight for renters. I've, I've heard also that that um, that evictions is a crisis o across the country, uh, mm -hmm. particularly for people of color. Right. Um, and it's a, it's a, a, a vestige of um, housing policy. And I'm not exactly sure if I've ever really heard the crisis being uh, spoken about in in um, in Boston. Yeah. You know, I, I've been down to the eviction um, uh, or the uh, the housing courthouse, and I've seen those. The, the huge room filled with people mm -hmm. um, and and uh, it, it seems as if it's a problem um, to me but I, I don't know if it's been publicized on on uh, on uh, uh, some of the, the mainstream um, um, media outlets you know I, I don't know has it yeah we actually um, when we were walking up to the studio we we ran into a, f a friend of mine um, who is a grad student at MIT who's been doing some uh, research around evictions um, and we haven't released a report yet. We're going to do that later in January. But the the kind of 50,000-foot view of that report is like that evictions are happening disproportionately higher in communities of color than they, like, by orders of magnitude, like 10 times more eviction filings and executions in communities of color than in, in white or more affluent communities. So, like, it absolutely is a racial issue, right? Um, and a lot of... Kind of one other point about like the mayor and and um, and about affordable housing as we kind of talk about it and and debate it is like what does affordable actually mean, right? Because wealth is or income is itself really uneven, and so one of the things that the mayor kind of said in his speech is like there's more affordable housing. I think I think the exact quote was something like there's more affordable housing in Boston than anywhere else in the neighbor in the nation, mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's real messed up about that is that it's so misleading. Because what it doesn't mean is we have more deed-restricted housing. It means that um, that housing that's being built is affordable by the people that are moving into it. Right. So, for instance, if you're in, in Dudley Square or in Roxbury and a new building is going up and that building is all studios and the rent on those studios is $2,000 a month, if you're able to get somebody to move into that studio who makes seventy-five thousand dollars a year, that means it's affordable. That means it's affordable, and that's, right? That's a new population. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the average, the median income in Roxbury is like thirty-five thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. Right. So, like, that's just not realistic. The what we're building for affordable uh, units in our neighborhoods are not actually matching the affordability of that neighborhood. Same thing yeah. with like East Boston, right? They're yeah, doing we want to talk about that yeah, too. Sorry. But uh, before we do that, I want to make sure we let everyone know. Chauncey Spence is also here. Uh, we really want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the cannabis fight. You're trying to open in Boston a, a cannabis dispensary. Yep, the 420 in Mattapan. Yeah, I was going to say the 420, which the 420. I like, in Um This week has been out of control. The Cannabis Control Commission, just uh, the reaction. What, what, how do you want to approach this, I guess? What do you want to say about it? Um, where should we start? <laughs> um, you know, the the... the the large dust up, the um, protests, the the um, the uh, entrepreneur uh, uh, Leah Daniels um, advocating for her business is um, is necessary, uh, particularly at the uh, state level. Uh, there are a lot of things that are going on at state level that that are, are um, 
unfair to uh, uh, some of the entrepreneurs moving through. Um, however, a lot of us have not even made it to that level yet. And we're still battling on a municipal level. Yeah. And that's what the 420 is doing right now is we're trying to uh, uh, move forward in a, through the municipal, uh, municipal level. And, and, and I think that's where 99% of us are at. So um, her, her battle is, is one that, that should be um, certainly discussed because that 99% will eventually make it to the state level. You know, and, and um, so it, it seems to be um, not the focus that, that we should have. You know, I spoke to Leah and, and she's, you know, she says, you know, I'm not an advocate. I'm, I'm, I'm not an activist. You know, she's an entrepreneur who is just trying to move through the process and that's her frustration. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that the CCC is now taking some time to, to address her, her particular issue. But I, I would hate for it to seem as if it's the problem <laughs> that the 99% are having. Right. You know? Do you think that uh, there'll continue to be disruptions at the CCC like there have been? Yeah, there should be disruptions. I, I, I certainly believe that there should, but um, I'm not in so control of that. So you're one of the folks that does say, says like, yeah, support. I'm, I'm watching from afar because then at the same time, I'm still like, uh, you know, you know I, I'm just waiting to hear what's going to happen in, in Boston, you know, in, uh, on a municipal level. So um, and speak on that because, uh, you know, Kim Janey had her proposal had passed. Everyone patted each other on the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But here you are. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're still waiting. Mm-hmm. You you were told me you were the first applicant in line. Yes. What does this mean, like at this point for you? Like like, have they set up a commission? Have they started reviewing them? Like, w- how long is it going to take? Have not heard. Have not heard. I asked an individual in our neighborhood services the other day. He says, "Do you know anything?" He was like, oh, "I'm not privy to that that discussions or those discussions that are going on." Uh, so, what do I know? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I think that I, I went down to City Hall last week and, and uh, tried to knock on some doors and, and get some answers. However, um, you know, the new city council, are, they're just, you know, moving in. So, you know, we have to wait until they get settled before we can. Uh, actually now, are you answers. paying rent on your location amount of rent? Five grand. Five, five grand, grand a, month. a month. You know, it's, it's painful. Now, it's how do you pay for that, Chauncey? You know, I sell blood, um, drive an Uber, you know, things like that. Really? I haven't, sold, I haven't like necessarily sold blood, but you what? But I haven't sold blood. But how you do know, you do I, five grand a month on Uber? Man, I um, I sold live. my house. Well, you I sold, sold your house. I sold my house a long time ago. Um, so you're living on your life savings. Yes, absolutely. If this doesn't you know, go through, what happens to you? I'm, I'll probably have to um, uh, continue to um, work in in. Um, medical field as I was doing before. Yeah. I'm just going to keep having you on like cuz mm-hmm. I'm I'm committed to you. Like I want to see you open. Mm-hmm. I, I like I don't know what it is, but I just feel like it's not right. Like you're just, mm-hmm. you know, and you make a good case for it. It's like so we see so much of this, we hear about it and I think you should, we should just keep having you on like talk about this 5 grand a month you're paying. Yeah. You you're the, you, this is your life savings. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, if you don't open yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, the, the rules have been changed, you know, now three times in, in my face, and I'm still there just waiting. And, and, and they're just, supposed to be helping you? You know, um, the, who, city. the city. The city, right? Like, they, they're yeah. championing you. That's mm. what they said on Twitter. Is that what they said? Well, it seemed like a lot of black leaders said that they wanted uh, racial diversity and oh, yeah, they wanted to help people of yeah. color. It, generally speaking, however. I mean, yeah, yeah. However, you know. Wasn't that the, the message? Didn't I? Did 
I thought I heard that's the reason why I came here. You know, I I I wouldn't just plunge my life savings into into this if I thought that there was going to be an issue or a question mark as to you know who they were going to allow to move forward. You know, when I when I walked into it, I said, you know, um, what are the steps? And I spoke with the zoning. I said, you know, what do I need to do? What what happens if this happens? What happens? And I asked I asked about all the contingencies. And um, and they says you know you're good to go. And they haven't it's given you a hearing. Forward. It's been two years. They haven't given you a hearing. Well, they they gave me a opportunity to do my outreach meeting, and they began to review my application. And uh, do you and have had a hearing? You have had an no. outreach outreach oh, meeting. Oh, outreach meeting. Yes, yeah. but that's just the but first then, step. Yeah, but know? the first step. But then you haven't had the second. There's a second meeting, right? Is that right? Yeah, that's when a, you, I, I, from what I heard. Yeah. you know, there's supposed to be a. Uh, uh, host committee agreement That's meeting right. where they discuss, you know, how are you going to open and, you know, time to operation, who's going to be on your team, things like that. But I haven't had that either. But you, you haven't know? even had a chance probably to negotiate the host community agreement. I have not even had that conversation, yeah. you know. So, um, and again, the first applicant, and I've watched others move forward. And, and you know, I've watched um, and, Andrew, Andrew Cabral. Cabral yeah, yeah. She, you know, she, how her, did she her get application open was, ahead of you? Um, good question. We don't know. You know, no one knows. But we do see that the same lawyers um for for uh andrew cabral and others who have been moving through the process is that michael ross mike ross yeah oh my God. You know. michael ross yeah he's a, he's a michael ross is uh <laughs> a former boston city councilor who i actually kind of i liked him right yeah mm-hmm. nice guy good guy looks smooth but now he works for uh prince lobel you know one of the mm-hmm. priciest law firms in the nation you know and uh he 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 reps all the big money dispensaries in boston that that are moving through i mean i think he's he was the attorney for for another one that, that, that I believe they, they said that they were medical um, and their priority, but for whatever strange reason, they um, are not going to be doing medical and they're going to be uh, um, starting off as a wreck, you know? And I don't know if you're familiar with that that particular problem. Oh, where, I, I am. Yeah. I think a lot of people are at this yeah. point. Yeah. 617 if you want to call in, talk about any of this stuff, whether it's housing or cannabis or maybe we want to talk about East Boston. <laughs> There's so much we could be talking about. Yeah, you tell us what you want to talk about. You want to talk about the host community agreements in Boston. You want to talk about the Cannabis Control Commission. 617-702-2542. Our lines are definitely open now. So call in if, you, if, you're, if you're watching, listening, catching us. Uh, again, my name is Mike Crawford. I have two guests. I have Chauncey Spencer. He's with the 420 of Mattapan, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Boston, Mass. He's trying to open a dispensary. And cultivation facility. And a cultivation uh, uh, facility. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm losing my mind again. I want to grow week. it yeah. and sell it. You want to grow it and sell it. On the same location. Same Mattapan. location. Perfect. And uh, we're also talking to uh, Mike Labor <laughs> from City Life nice. Vita Urbana. I like that, Mike Labor. That's it. Yeah. You got it. It's like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> Back back in Byfield, Mass. 617-702-2542 is our phone number. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I want to hear from people because I, I saw people were, like, talking about this whole, you know, <laughs> yeah, Cannabis was, Control was... Commission. Now, oh, here we go. Let's see who's on the phone first. Hey, who's on the phone? Hey, Mike. It's Grant. How are hey, you doing? Hey, Grant. How you doing? Hey, Grant. Hey guys, uh, really been enjoying the show tonight. I uh, just wanted to call in because I heard you were discussing the CCC meeting, and I had a question for Chauncey, if you guys don't mind. No, we don't. We we, we really appreciate it. Um, so, 
one of the things that happened after the protests this week is that there was a discussion about kind of two types of protests that occurred on Thursday. One was reading out a statement, and the other was an individual kind of engaging in a curse word laden uh, rant. And while I respect both of those approaches, one of the side effects of that curse word laden rant was that an important announcement from Commissioner Title wasn't able to be made. And there's now a potential that there will be arrests going forward if there are disruptions of CCC meetings. So Mm -hmm. my question is, in that regard, do you think that the one gentleman on Thursday may have actually produced a counterproductive effect by virtue of his actions? Well, that's complicated. Um, I would say because, of course, you know, no one wants to be arrested. No one should be arrested for um, protest. You know, um, I, I that's point blank and simple. Um, regardless of of the content, as long as it's not illegal, he should be able to protest however he chooses to. Was it counterproductive in in other ways? Um, that's possible, but you know. People cannot stand by and watch this industry be built up, as I say, on the bones and the pain of other entrepreneurs and people of color who haven't even been able to get into this space. So, you know, this this plant has a a huge history and it has hurt people, um, not, you know, indirectly by its prohibition. And there are people suffering. There are people constantly being arrested for it currently. And it's offensive, it's deeply offensive to see this process being moved forward for rich men and others are just being locked out or prevented or stymied. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's at the, the, the building of the, the industry is offensive. It is, a, it is more offensive than any curse word that that, that man probably even said. You know, and so... Um, you know what else, too, I think was offensive, too, was that uh, guy in the front row, the white guy, who looked like he was a big dispensary rep. I have no idea. I want to know his name. He, uh, when, when Gerald was up front, he, he said to Gerald, you know, you, you're going to be arrested or you could be arrested. And that set him off. If you look at uh, what happened in that video, I, I think that uh, we should know who that is. Like, everyone wants to talk mm-hmm. about Gerald. But why don't we talk about that guy that had the balls to say that to him? When, you know, something's going down. If I'm a white guy sitting in that audience, which I, you know, I wasn't there, but I am a white guy, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't have said shit to him. So I think we should actually uh, raise the question on that guy, too. Like, mm. if we're going to talk about Gerald, I think it's, you know, all fair to uh, point the finger at that guy sitting in the front row. I want to know who he is. Why didn't any reporter find out who that guy was and get his name? Yeah, and, you know, and, and the, the process should be halted for everybody until until this is addressed because i think that if it if it were halted for everybody i i guarantee the answers would be uh presented to them the 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 right solutions would be presented to everybody quite quickly you know and you know so that's my my feeling about it is that it that it should be stopped it should be um it should be disrupted and um you know but should people go to jail for it no one should ever go to jail for cannabis you know um so if there are if there is a commissioner who does want to have the balls to, uh, you know, arrest somebody for protesting this this uh, racist industry as it is stands right now. 
then let them go ahead and do it. You know, um, I mean, me personally, I'm not, I got three kids. I'm not going to personally put myself on the line like that. But um, for a person who does want to stand up for my rights and has, a, has the ability to uh, be incarcerated, then, um, then uh, you know, more power to them. I'll support them, you know. But, I, I, but you know, there is Shalene's situation. Um, you know, I, 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 I of course, um, personally, I adore her, um, uh, you know, but that doesn't mean that she is not wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. I'm not wrong either. I love myself too, <laughs> you know, so, uh, we got to call each other out where we're wrong and, um, we should not, we don't always have to do it. So, uh, so disrespectfully. And I don't know if that's exactly what had happened to her. And if they did, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I that's just, that's not how I roll, you know, and um, I wouldn't condone that. Um, I could say whatever I whatever I have to say to Shalene, I say it, you know, in, in whatever way I, in which I do, but it's certainly not disrespectful. Um, however, there are other commissioners there that probably I would not be so diplomatic with, you know, so, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I so. want to ask you both another question too, both Grant and uh, Chauncey. Um, you know, basically if you, you know, we're, you know, talking about what happened at the Cannabis Control commission uh there's a gentleman who's been showing up david what's uh, david cabral mm. he's mm -hmm. he's deaf and he's been you know trying to get them to get interpreters the cannabis control commission so we can follow along at these live meetings he's been having a lot of difficulty uh he also wants to get into you know as a you know uh, employed in the industry and he wants training for people because there, there aren't a lot of deaf people out there and they they want to work and he put out a post about what the Cannabis Control Commission basically told him since this whole controversy, uh, saying that they can't uh, help him with interpreters at this point because they're afraid uh, that meetings will get canceled and only will last five minutes because of the protest. And they basically told him that they can't get interpreters because of the protesters, um, which to me is really, uh, it's sleazy. I think it's really sleazy that they told him that. I think it's like divide and conquer using the political office for political gain. Um, what do you guys think about that? Uh, Chauncey and Grant. You can't flush, oh, maybe I should look Grant's way. That's like saying, you know, we can't flush toilets because of the protests. We, we can't, can't what? We can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't have the toilets flushed in the bathrooms because of the protest. You know, like, w w that's just not related to, 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 to his situation and what he's been asking for for probably a year now right. or more. You know, um, it, it's, it's not related, but, but maybe I'll allow Grant to uh, respond. What do you think, Grant? Oh. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, no, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head, uh, Chauncey and Mike, which is that that particular statement uh, being told that the potential of having protesters means that they can't provide a, an accommodation for someone who's deaf is just absurd. And fundamentally, right, the ADA says that there's two different accommodations they can choose to provide. One is an interpreter, which requires an interpreter service, which is where a lot of the issues have been coming from. And the second is just real-time uh, text. And Chauncey, as you know, when you and I attended the Boston City Council hearing just a few months ago, they had screens and the text of the speech was being displayed in real time. So if the Boston City Council can provide that, certainly the Cannabis Control Commission can. So that's my view on this. There's other options. And if they really told him they couldn't do it because of protests, then they're being disingenuous and clearly not doing enough to fix the problem. Thank you, Grant. you have anything else for us? 
Uh, no, I was just going to say, Chauncey, the reason I asked the question was because that is the statement some people had been making. So I wanted to, to give you and Mike the opportunity to weigh in because I think that the perspective that you provided, which was about how the market is so rigged that it is basically destroying the lives of good people trying to go through the application process. And in that way, that expression of human anger is a one-tenth of one percent of the agony that people are going through. So I appreciate your answer, and I'm grateful for the time tonight, Mike. Thank you, Grant. And I also want to thank you for helping with uh, Irving's piece. You uh, kind of spearheaded. You were like the editor. You you handled the whole project. We got a, a great piece on Midnight Mass from Irving, a uh, new a new writer for us, and you you handled that whole project and, it, and got a lot of views. A lot of people are liking it. So I want to thank you for that, too. Oh, really, I can't thank you enough, and I can't thank Irving enough because watching him uh, go through the process on his first piece was really inspirational. He's such a talented writer, and he's such an inspirational human being, not only as to his story, but as to the way he expresses himself through text. So I was really honored to have the chance to see that piece, and I really hope that it will be published again going forward, and I have my fingers crossed for him. Uh, midnightmass.substack.com if you want to read that story it's the uh the most recent and uh, i think what grant's talking about dig boston i'm pretty sure it will be in this week's dig boston mm-hmm. look for it the print publication uh 617-702-2542 thank you so much again for grant for calling all right see you grant uh yeah so we're with mike labor and we also got uh chauncey spencer uh, we're talking about City Life Vita Urbana is the organization that Mike Leba is with. <laughs> I love that. Now, Leba. Uh, so tell us about City Life. How long has yeah. City Life been around, and, and what's the history? Because I know the history, but I don't know if our audience does. Yeah, we're, um, we've been around for a minute. Uh, we've been around since 73, so that's we're coming up on 50 years, actually. Um, yeah, we do. We, over the years, we've done all kinds of stuff, but right now our, our main work is housing. Um, we work mostly in Boston. Um, we have like weekly meetings where if, if you're facing displacement or eviction, we encourage folks to come to these meetings. They're every Tuesday night in JP and every Wednesday night in East Boston. Tell us about like that because people facing eviction think they have no, ch- you know, no options. They just got to get out. W- w- what can be done? Like how can, uh, cause I know you guys do help city life. How does city life feed Urbana go into a meeting? How does that help yeah. with your eviction? Well, part of it, um, you know, when I got involved with the org, it was during the foreclosure crisis. And a lot of it was just like people coming in in foreclosure and feeling like this is kind of there's a whole lot of shame that was associated with going through that. And um, right now we connect people, you know, with the community of people that are willing to support them. You know, we kind of do this thing where everybody says we'll fight with you if you're willing to to stay and fight. Um, So we kind of build that solidarity and then we connect people with legal support. Um, so at both of those meetings every week, we have attorneys that are there, um, and you know they can help you kind of think through what strategy works for you. And actually, that kind of model has a really, uh, if if you're willing to fight and you kind of trust the process, we're able to get um, good outcomes for people, the outcome that they want or one that gives them a stable transition, ninety um, percent of the time. So it's really effective. That's awesome. That. So you yeah. get uh, legal representation, and you get a community that's been through it that gives them support emotionally and also with the knowledge it's awesome yeah makes a big difference we have a phone call who's on the line right now hi it's Amin. 
I'm sorry, who is it? It's Amonique. Amonique, what's up? Hi. Sounds like I you got a little background noise. I don't know if you're in a good connection there. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Perfectly. So I wanted to say hi. Hi, Mike. Hi, Chauncey. Hi, everyone. Hey, hello. Um, I love the work City, Vita, City Life Leader does. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about this housing and the canvas, too. Um, I just wanted to say um, equity. Equity is just a huge problem altogether when we're talking about both housing and the um, cannabis industry, and especially Boston. And um, they just need to get it together and really center racial equity, and then we really um, be able to solve these problems. City Life VRR really focuses on um, helping those um, that are being displaced um, prevention for that. But, you know, my focus always is, you know, those capital H homeless and, you know, those doubled up, those that are, you know, experiencing homeless, I call them like the hidden population. Um, and really that's the black community. When we're looking at the data, it's like really the black community and then the Latinx community. Secondly, and we always need to talk about that. And when we're looking at policies and how we're going to solve these things, we need to make sure that whatever it is, it's centering those people first, because if we center them, then like problems will be solved for everyone, basically. Um, so I just wanted to say that. And then just the whole thing with the cannabis industry in Boston is just like, it's so sad just seeing how it's happened with, with you, Chauncey, you losing priority altogether. I mean, like you're a single father, the fact that you've been hoarding this business down, your location down for two years now um, is mind blowing in that they took your priority and created this whole new social equity program. And media is so crazy to me because uh, it, it could like if you're not really in this, like and you're not affected by this and you're really not that marginalized person and you're not connected to these people you don't understand. And the media tells you one thing and people think everything's all good. And it's really not that way. Um, so it, um, I'm hoping, hoping for change. We need some transparency on how they're going to be creating this board in Boston, but also the cab all together. Uh, and we need to make sure that, you know, we have people that are affected by this on this and, you know, they're saying experts and they're saying it needs to be people that, um, ran a dispensary before. And that's mind blowing because, uh, um, there's black people that haven't had the opportunity to run a dispensary, but, they do this. We do this for a living, and I'm sick of hearing people talk about they've been advocating and they've been meeting growers and doing this, this, and that for the past three years. No, black people been using this plant, selling this plant for to survive. You know, we we we're born into this. So um, I think that you know the people really need to understand that, and you know they need to center us and you know put us first and if we're not being put, moving forward then no one moves forward so if black people don't move forward no one should move forward if economic empowerment people don't move forward no one should move forward i, I want to uh, ask my guests to respond but i want to ask you a quick question too amonique um do did you were you you were at the cannabis control commission were you one of the people chanting for economic empowerment there do part of the protest? i was i actually wasn't there i had work but um my mom was there um she was chanting and you know I was like, I didn't expect it. When I seen the videos, I was shocked at how it went down. But I totally understand. I didn't know who that brother was. Um, and then when I heard that he was from out of state, um, I was like, uh, like how? if anything, I was like, it should have been one of us. It should have been someone like Chauncey who, who's been holding his spot down, speaking like that. But um, 
I under I understand people are worried about it, but at the end of the day, that's how we all feel. Right. What yeah. he said, his what he was saying was valid, and that's how we feel. Do you yeah. think it's going to continue? Do you think they're going to be interrupted more? And and do you think anyone they'll take it to, like you you, you mentioned appointments, you know. You mentioned I, seats, like the people who decide the seats, you know, especially with people leaving this Cannabis Control Commission this year. I, look, I think Governor, Speaker DeLeo, are people going to show up there? Yeah. So I think that meetings should be shut down and they shouldn't continue. And it was ridiculous that, you know, 30-something license went through that day before, you know, mm. we even, the people even got to the room. So I think that it should be shut down. But, you know, how I go about it, how we go about it is trying to actually meet with the people prior and talk about the issues and if people can't get answers back then the meetings will be shut down and it's understandable but hopefully because of how everything went down Shailene seems like um, she was saying that it's going to be that they're willing to come out and talk to us so um, hopefully we could just gather a team of people and say hey meet us at this location Um, does this date and time work for you yeah and you know I mean I I I it's just the whole entire picture is is a little funny because, um, you know, here on the state level they're trying to push for for a priority for economic empowerment applicants, you know, and move their 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 applications forward, and then the Boston ordinance would end up doing was removing priority for economic empowerment applicants. <laughs> Shalene supported that, you know, others supported that, and looked at me when I looked at me. It was like, you know, why are you protesting that? Why are you the troublemaker? Yeah. You know, when we yeah. Monica, out there, you know, the personal name nameless, but there was a city so, official who came cursing at me in yeah. my face. That's why I think it's really important you because know. it's like, what are what are the motives? What are the motives for every move, everything that we do? Everything we do should be centered in equity. And I felt like that's what we were doing when we did that in Boston. And we asked for everyone's support. And it was funny to see some people not support us and us saying, everything in our ordinance when we talk about the board and these things and it was really center in equity and we want to push this statewide and people are like mm, not supporting us but then after we did our protest and after we talked to the three councils then people are talking about oh let's do this statewide but it's okay and we need to gather together and really push this and statewide and and, and and you know the other part of it is that that you know we we protest our our you know our protest was very very um uh protest like signs you know you're talking about the, boston city yeah, council yeah you yeah, know well, it was, it was yeah and, and it was very it, it, but however it did not get the uh the the noise and it did not get the, the attention the, the attention or the you know? uh, the media stories yeah and it did not stop yeah. it didn't stop a hearing whatsoever right. Right. As, and, and it didn't get 31 applicants approved in four minutes black, <laughs> they love to get when black people get angry that's what gathers their intention yeah I mean, they, I mean, they swap that and they put all this attention turned it away from the problem and right. we just pinned it on, oh, this black angry man right, right. that had everyone in fear. And someone which, had the which, nerve to yeah. say it and reminded them a reef of madness. And yeah. that's disgusting. And that's exactly why this industry is all wrong. All wrong. Thank you, Amanique. Uh, do you want to say something to Mike? Do you want to add in anything? Because yeah, you mentioned I mean, housing I, earlier. Yeah, too. I definitely think um, I'm, I'm 100% with you about centering equity in everything that we do. You know, the thing with, um, I think the thing that unites both cannabis and housing is like, this is it's not like this stuff is happening out of the blue and without people making decisions that are actually impacting how this is all rolling out. Right. So it's not like this is a natural phenomenon that we can just like 
oh man, the weather, you know, like it was a really nice day today, but we can't control the weather no matter how hard we try. But these are actually things that people are making decisions around. And so I think any, any time where you can actually speak out um, in favor of equity and in favor of, of, of decisions that actually benefit our communities, I think that's a positive thing. So I think that's really important. And, and particularly focusing on the most marginalized of the people. Who, totally. uh, when you do that, everything else falls into place. And that's the reason why I, I, I spend a lot of time um, saying exactly that, even if it is against my own business, because, you know, my personal opinion about it, that people should have licenses to, to sell cannabis and not necessarily have these large brick and mortar locations mm -hmm. like I'm going. I didn't know this until much later that, that I see how the industry was forming and how it was affecting me personally. I was like, I, I said, there must be others who can't move forward mm -hmm. in this process. This is all wrong. The whole entire picture is all wrong. You know, and um, they're creating these these regional monopolies where people will have, you know, a half mile buffer in between another establishment. Right. That's it's in Boston too. Yeah. That's another crazy rule in Boston. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two is our phone number. Um, Mike, I want to ask you because you mentioned cannabis. You're you're big in housing. Uh, you're you're an organizer. I mean, how, you've been organizing for a long time, right? Yeah, a decade probably. City Life Vida Urbana to me is like one of the best groups that are organizing. You know representing real communities, like dealing yeah. with difficult issues and, and uh, you know, bringing people together. You can just mm -hmm. see it even in the rallies. Yeah. What, sh what would your advice to be to this kind of cannabis community where a lot of us were fighting for the same thing, but now we're a little, you know, some of us are a little divided this week right. and, and kind of at odds and just because of tactics and things like that and, and some of what Chauncey's talking about, what would your advice to be? And you know, Shalene Title post posted that, you know, she feels like the younger organizers are, are running it instead of the older, more experienced organizers. She came around from that point. Mm. Well, you're more experienced. What would your, your advice be to everyone in the cannabis community that kind of, they're all good people to me. Mm -hmm. I see all the different sizes all being good people. And I, it breaks my heart to see people at odds this week. It really does. Because I see all sides. I agree. Like, usually I don't want to say all sides because I don't believe in this. You know, when people say black lives matter and you say all lives matter, that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I feel like all, all everyone is a good person. And it just, sometimes we're not communicating with each other like we should. I don't know. I want to ask Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I think, I mean, my, my initial reaction is don't fall for it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You know, we're we're all on the same side. That doesn't mean that there's not disagreement among people on our side. Um, one of the things that you know, housing is is kind of a similar thing. Where like, there's different people want different stuff, and um, and there's room for all of that. You know, I think, um, and and you know, just like uh, we were talking about equity, I think that's kind of the core of it. Is really what we want is this: we want housing justice, we want equity, and then everything else is just kind of built around that, right? Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is just like, we have this really weird conflict avoidance generally, I think as a, as a culture. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think that that is so harmful to, mm -hmm. to our activism. And so like, I think I'm, I'm a big fan of let's have a difficult, awkward conversation for 15 minutes instead of let's hold like i'm not going to tell you nothing and then hold it against you and resent you 
for the next couple of years. Like, I don't want to hold the all that. Get the bad five minutes out of the way. Yeah, get it. Just do it, man. It's it's hard. It's awkward. Yeah, but it's like, healthy. That's how we move through stuff. It's, right? it's, it's very healthy. And um, and the way that we're able to do that and still maintain like relationship and still work through stuff and still be on the same side. We don't need to agree 100 percent on everything. I'm not going to agree. I don't I don't right. try to project how my beliefs on everybody else. Right. But what we are doing is we're rowing in the same direction. We're all going in the same way. And uh, and we just have to clear up some of that that baggage that we accumulate along the way. I hope so. I hope people can do it. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Anyone else wants to call in, weigh in on any of the things we're talking about: cannabis, housing. Uh, maybe you want to talk about East Boston. Why am I talking about East Boston? You know why, right? Yeah. Wow. I just saw they were going to spend like I don't know. It was a ridiculous amount. I'll just throw it out there. It was like twenty-one million dollars or something. I, maybe it was even more. Maybe it was a hundred million. There's a lot of money on parking spots. At uh, what is it, Suffolk Downs? Or I believe it. I haven't heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. But not that much on like the T or or I don't know housing maybe. I don't yeah. know. So what's going on? Because you guys have been involved in this. This is a huge development announced mm-hmm. that would uh, go on the what Suffolk Downs site. Yeah. So so it, it's where the old kind of horse track and dog track and all that wa- uh, once was. Um, it uh yeah there there was kind of this billionaire developer who teamed up with Brian Golden or Brian, not Brian Golden I'm sorry Tom O'Brien who used to be the the head of the B B B R A when it was the B R A now the B P D A um and he was basically like yeah this is a hundred and something acres of of prime real estate that's right on the blue line we're gonna build a ton of housing here so um it's like ten thousand new um housing units in east boston which sounds good right it sounds wow. good it, it's, oh, wait. it would Pretend literally get ten thousand units wait, wait yeah that's not a bad not a bad number um it's a it's a 30-year project so it's going to take three decades you know people that are um yeah it's going to take a long time to, to get all that stuff done but um but the thing is, and it would double the size of a East 30 year project cuz that like yeah. just like for housing to build for housing, housing. yeah what happens like it's, usually you know what happens is like the economy does this right. and, and eventually like it's a ghost so town. we totally know what's going to happen in the next 30 years right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um no but so it's it's 10,000 units it's going to double the size of East Boston and of course you know these are like mostly studios one bedrooms they're small apartments that are not really meant for families and the urban the, professionals yeah right and um and then of course um you know there was a minute where they were trying to court amazon right to come to that site mm. um so that just goes to show exactly who they're they're trying to put there um but you know the problem is that and their their affordability isn't affordable for people in east boston and it's going to drive up rents in east boston and right? you know the other thing that drives me crazy is i mentioned the parking spots when they add all those parking yeah. spots right and i gotta go pick up the, the boy uh, you know i say the boy he's a man now but my girlfriend's son at the airport. You That's know how, many, how much more traffic's going to be on that road? It's crazy. It's They're already traffic congested, ridiculous in this area. Like, like we drive ten miles, it takes an hour sometimes. I mean, it's just. It's awful. I don't know how much more like we can we can stand for. Like that's crazy. It it. it there have been moments where like. We just want to go out in the street and like fly the people that are, that are sitting could, in their could, car. So literally, it, thinking about it, like 10 miles, I could probably walk there in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, see that, you see that movie enough? Do you remember that movie way, oh, way back where the I guy, he just that. like, he abandons his car in traffic and he just goes walking? And and just is that with Michael the, Douglas? Um, 
Yeah, breaking. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I, I can't, can't remember the name. But yeah. I think about that Falling every single down. time. Every Falling single down. time with traffic, I'm just like, I'm yeah. just gonna leave this car right here and just go tear yeah. up the, the, the town. Yeah, you know? he, he he loses it. Yeah, I, he, he snaps. Lost it. He snapped. I had a car and for for a minute when I lived in Boston, and it's like I I can't I can't put myself through that. I love myself too oh, much. Oh, it's brutal. To It'll be give a heart attack. <laughs> it will it will stress yeah. the crap it out of you. It used to stress me out. Woo. Like just me on the weekends driving home. Like this is a big deal for me to drive into Boston and drive back. It's and not even Boston; it's right. Somerville. And it's the it's, fact that it's, it's like a tunnel. Awful. Like you are yeah. trapped. You are yeah. set, you are it's stuck brutal. there. I hate these fumes. And, and the worst thing about the dri- driving is the other drivers. They just mm. people drive like yeah. they're, they're maniacs out yeah. there now. Yeah, that's true. They'll that's be true. right on your your butt at eighty five miles an hour, and I'll be like. Don't you know? Like, it's just one little mistake. We're all dead. Yeah. We're yeah. all dead instantly. You remember there was a moment in time after they built the tunnel that there was there were no cars on the road. There, it really wasn't. It wasn't that many cars. And then I guess everyone just started, um, for whatever reason, started buying cars. And it just exploded over like a two or three year period. And um, but it sounds like we got a call. Yeah, we do. Car, uh-huh. Cars are, uh, the traffic is just ridiculous. Who's on the phone? Hello. Hi. Who's this? Hey. Is this Lady J? No. Hey, it's Lauren. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is it? Lauren? Yeah. All right. Speak up. You got a loud voice. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I said speak up. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. So what's up? What do you got for us? Hey, hey. I, just, I mean, I want to my life. Yeah, you're on. You're live. Everyone's hey, listening. hey, okay. We're being awkward. We're being awkward for the whole world. I know. I'm being awkward. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mike awkward. and Mike and Chauncey. I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say uh, hi to uh, Mike from uh, City Life. Yeah. Um, I didn't miss. Uh-huh. The, I kind of missed uh, the beginning of the episode. Um, did you guys talk about Tuesday? Yeah. Well, um, thanks for for asking. Actually, so Tuesday is a big day for uh, for renters in Boston. Yeah. Um, 25 years ago, I kind of talked about it. Um, there used to be rent control actually in Boston, Brooklyn, and Cambridge. The real estate industry wasn't a big fan of that, so they put it on a statewide ballot. So, um, 351 cities and towns got to vote on whether whether these three cities can keep rent control, and that's what hap- that happened 25 years ago. And they, you know, it was a narrow election, and and our side lost, um, and really close. And um, how did it go turn out in those three cities and cities? Oh, it was super popular in those cities. Oh right? my God, that yeah, is ridiculous. Course. That I mean, is you know, so ridiculous. It was like a 49-51 kind of vote, but oh. you know. Mm. Um, so what, what's going on? And and so that that vote actually put a ban on on well, rent, when rent was that? Like nineteen ninety four? I think. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I, uh, I was going out with a girl, and her parents had a had a had a unit in Cambridge, and they were totally against rent control <laughs> they were like yeah. yeah whoa yeah well that's you know they made money i'm sure i'm sure they made a lot of I money i think i think the statistic is like in cambridge rent went up i think like 30 percent right. in the 10 years following that yep. so um cambridge is ridiculous yeah oh, you're not kidding crazy. but um <laughs> but so this tuesday actually there's a bill in the state house that would um that would lift the ban on rent control it would allow cities and towns to to explore it and if it's a, the right option for them to enact it at a local level this is a really great bill. Um, it's put forward by by Mike Connolly, and um, and Tuesday there's an event at the state house. There's a hearing for it. So the hearing starts at 10:30. It's at the Gardner Auditorium, which is in the basement. Um, it's probably going to be a little crazy. Like I'm expecting, you know, the real estate industry to come out in full force, and I'm <laughs> expecting the community to come out in full force. So it's going to be, you know, dra- drama, <laughs> con- uh, conflama, all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of craziness. 
And um, and then there's a rally after outside the state house because you know we have to have an inside outside strategy, right? So we're gonna go and testify and make our voice heard in front of legislators, but also we're gonna go out in the streets and we're gonna organize to get this thing. So that's happening this Tuesday, um, 10:30 in the Gardner Auditorium in the basement of the state house, or one o'clock outside. Awesome. And who, who, like I know, probably Jamie Eldridge is supporting this, right? Yeah, you know, there's 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 who, actually who a good some squad? of the people supporting um, it locally. Well, locally. Um, I well I don't want to I don't want to misattribute oh, any any yeah, support. You, if you miss anyone, you get I, in trouble. I can tell you that I know that Mike Connolly put the bill forward. I know Nico Legardo's has been a, a big supporter. Um, we um, love both of them. Yeah, 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 both great. And um and then of course you know one of the things that's totally different though is in Boston you know we had an election and um and the election has has um has given us right. the most pro renter city council that we've had at least in kind Do of you think it's majority I was going to ask you yeah that question. yeah I mean that it totally changes the landscape of what's possible and so you right? think it's majority now I mean support rent control there was, on that board I mean just council. thinking back about you know seven years ago or something um. Like you couldn't say rent. If you yeah, said you rent control, you'd be out. laughed out of the even room. Even recently, by city council. Even the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, like we, last, we, yep. we, we, you know, this election, we were asking everyone about it, and they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Like right, I don't right. think any of them said no. And so, I mean, there were there were a few. For us, <laughs> but, that came on our show at least. Okay, though. You know good. What I mean? Yeah, the yeah. Crowd, we're getting. There were definitely a few I'm that got elected. Think, but we, we might have but, had one or two, but for the most part, um, you know, I'm wondering if uh, Governor McGovern was. I can't remember on him, but like. Cambridge, <laughs> Somerville, uh, Boston, like pretty much all the other folks we had on, I pretty, you know, yeah. I think they were all yeses. You and know? even, you know, Menino put forward a, a rent control bill, which, um, which would have, it, it was like a 5% annual increase for everybody, every renter. So from one year to the next, your rent can go up five, more than 5%, unless you are low income or elderly, in which case it could only go up the, the uh, inflation rate. So only one or 2%. Um, so like that was that was real normal, you know, 20 years ago. But we've kind of made it. So the real estate industry has done a really good job of making this whole thing like so taboo that no elected official wanted to t touch it with, you know, until it's a crisis. Yeah, until it's a crisis, right? And that, you know, now what we're living with is the effects of that. And so, um, and so what's uh, what's new about the Boston City Council is that there's a whole lot more possible that wasn't possible a year ago. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure that there will be plenty of elected officials that are uh, in support of that bill and speaking out at the State House on Tuesday, too. Perfect. But now that rent's so high, or, you know, if they do rent control, it's already capped and yeah. it has no other room to, to move forward. But it's still too high, as yeah, the guy says. Right. It's too damn high. Rent's that's, too damn high real. currently, you know? Yeah. So what, what do we do about that? Well, you know, uh, there. There are um, other places, so like Berlin this year, um, Berlin has had rent control, um, and actually this year they implemented a rent freeze. So it was like for the next two years, I think it is, I don't know what the exact timeline is, but for the next short term, we're going to freeze everything. Mm. Um, you know, a true rent control would actually drive down the price. Yes, And what we're fighting for is actually kind of the, the second generation of rent control, which actually isn't necessarily driving down rent. It's actually just capping the rate of increase. Yeah, so which is, to make sure it's not a 50% rent increase but that's, for someone that lives yeah. in the same place. You know, January 1st, it's going up mm. 50%. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. That is uh, unfair to people that already live there. Uh, Lauren, thank you for calling in. You have anything else to add? Um, I wanted to know if uh, Mike was hopeful about, you know, Tuesday. I I'm not sure what the results of that, like what we're going to see after that. I, I wanted to know if you had any insight on to what to expect. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're. we're I think all, there'll be a big turnout. I think there's going to be a big turnout for sure. Yeah, I think people are going to come out. You know, and I actually think that it's probably going to do pretty decently in the housing committee. The question is really mm. like, what's the what's the speaker think about all this? What's the governor think about all this? <laughs> and you know, we have this one like the Repub- the governor's Republican, the speaker's a Democrat, but we have this system where like the two of them are constantly in cahoots and and choosing what what's doable and what's not so it's a it's a real great two-party system we have going on right now and so we're, yeah. we're gonna see you know i i i feel hopeful i feel like it's gonna be a fight like i said that's why we're doing the inside outside thing is is we have to make our voices known and then we also have to go out and organize for it absolutely yeah. well i appreciate it i'll probably see you tuesday sounds good see you there thank you lauren Bye. Lauren Pispiza, she's uh, host her own show. She has her own uh, live yeah. show and podcast called Renters Radio. Great show. She's got a Facebook group uh, page. Check her out. Yep. Uh, we're speaking of Mike uh, Leba. Mike Leba <laughs> from City Life Vita Urbana. Urbana. Yep. Uh, we also have Chauncey Spencer from the 420 of Mattapan. He's a uh, legal recreational cannabis dispensary and cultivation you know potential cultivation applicant in the city of boston uh, our phone number is 617-702-2542 i'm not sure how we doing on time murph we doing good what time is it yeah well it is uh it's 6 15 okay we got we're, time we're rolling along we got a few more minutes we, yeah. we started late too so we're good if you want to call in but we're running out of time so call in now don't wait 617-702-2542 we're hoping to hear from Ed D'Souza, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We, we're hoping to hear from some, from some other people, too. Call in, 617-702-2542. I remember Ed had some, some uh, concerns about, a few other folks had some concerns about, about stopping the, um, the, uh, the, hearings. Uh, the hearings. Yeah, Going forward, and they especially. They had some legitimate uh, concerns because they're they are small business owners, and, and, um, and you know they're not big business. So should we stop? The hearings, where are they at? Yeah, like, they're, 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 like Ed, Ed has a uh, host community agreement in his city or town. Uh, he's a micro applicant, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to get green lighted a while ago. The CCC, but now they're they're all waiting, and uh, they're not just. It's not even just waiting. They are hitting them with with. Um, you know, request uh, for information, yeah, RFIs, yeah, yeah, over and, and, over and again. every single time they hit them with a new RI, they the uh, RI they have it. to yeah delays it you yep, know a month. So so yeah. this is, you know, continuing to happen to him. And, uh, you know, he, he feels like, and a lot of other applicants feel like, the more that uh, people protest the CCC, that it's just going to gum up the works and make it even longer wait for businesses like him who are paying ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month for their location that they can't make any money on um, every month. And they just keep getting delayed. It's been two years for some of these folks. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, I think he's got a valid point there, and I, and that's why I I bring up when Omni called and and you know some of the other folks keep bringing it up. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm I'm not in charge. I have no but Governor Speaker DeLeo budget hearings. Like, you actually go mm-hmm. after those folks. You'll have every friggin' meeting. You'll have Channel Seven Twenty Five. You'll have. Am I right? Imagine, like that's a hell of an idea. There have been some things that Governor Baker like has had issues, and they're still talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like the media loves that crap. You've done this twice now in the Cannabis Control Commission, where it's kind of gotten shut down. And you know what? The media coverage wasn't that great. It it was okay, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think 
they more did the second story more than the first story just because uh like you said a black guy mm-hmm. kind of acting too mm-hmm. much out of line mm-hmm. they got pictures mm-hmm. of him but even the coverage i mean we we saw the globe covered it we saw mass live covered it a couple other newspapers maybe i mean I didn't see Channel 25, far, uh, Channel 7, Channel 5, Channel 4, New England Cable News. I didn't see them there. I, yeah, you know, but even but even if you if you shut down Baker, they're all there. I'm, and that that would be a more more effective uh, or more targeted. And it won't um, stop issue. someone like Ed from getting a license. That's but what then at the same time, it allows 30 more, 31 others to move forward. You know, and they're constantly building the industry on the backs. So it, it it's a double. I hear what it, you're it, saying. Yeah, it's a, it's. It hurts everybody. The process is hurting everybody. And, you know, I guess it is on all of us to come together and say, you know what, we need to target the right people. And I guess at the state level, um, the legislature, the uh, state legislature, that they are the ones that probably need to be uh, uh, spoken to. They've dropped a ball on this constantly. Um, you know, I've written to them. I've gone to the state house and, and uh, uh, spoke up about these these issues. Um, but I guess we all need to do it together and not just look at, hey, well, Chauncey got his own little fight, but I got my HCA, so I don't care, you know, about him. Well, guess what? You know, Chauncey's down there going to go over to, to where you're going to, you know, um, where it might come up to work for you, too, because he's, you know, throwing his body on the tracks and trying to stop the train right. from rolling through. You know, so we do all need to come together and find the right target and speak in one voice. You know, That's and the with the with again the focus being on the most marginalized people, because when you do focus on them, everything else comes together too, and it becomes a much more smooth uh, process for everybody. You know, because you know, um, I know what it's like to pay you know five grand a month and and um, and be waiting and be and, and and it hurts. It's painful. You know, I know I, I spoke to some, someone else and he said he's paying twenty five grand a That's month. Right. You know, and He's like, you know, it's unfair for me to, to, you know, have to to swallow that every single month. I wish I can only wish to get to that point where I have an HCA and pay five grand a month or twenty five grand a month. That's unimaginable for me, you know. So, um, I am sensitive to it, and uh, you know, but we all do need to come together and and um and like you said, I think that is a, a very, very interesting um uh, uh choice target. You know, because um, you know, CCC can only do what they're doing. They are doing something that Especially I don't like. Especially this year. I mean, this year we know Shalene Title's appointments up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forget her name. A couple of them, their appointments are up this year. Yeah. So that means that they're, they're going to be either reappointed or replaced. Yeah. And my fear is that we lose Shalene, but we don't lose the others. And uh, mm-hmm. who are they going to replace her with? You know, uh, another prohibitionist, another uh, big cannabis person. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it I might just turn into a four party, four board, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, if, imagine if, if you could like, you know, just do what you did and you shut down the budget hearings. Mm. Like you send in 20 people mm. and it takes them like two hours to get rid of you because like, you know, five of you start yelling and then you, you know, wait. I, I've watched, I've watched five the, more start those, yelling. Those state, those like, capital seriously, that would get yeah. everyone's attention. And, mm. uh, and it's like, you know, we're asking for representation on this board and there is none. And we want you to fire these people, fire the four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's where I think you have the best to me, but you know I'm just yeah you know it, it's I'm just I guess I, I'm I'm speaking both sides because I see both sides of it I hear exactly I, what I, you're saying and too I, I, I everyone you let in you. and when yeah. you let the 31 how many of them were big cannabis how many of them probably almost all of those 31 that got passed I think all through. but maybe two of them yeah so yeah. 
this is a tough battle. There's no, I don't think there's any right answer. I just think, like you said, we need to uh, strategize, get uni unified, and I think uh, place the people who have been marginalized up front first and foremost. Absolutely. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. If you want to call in again, we're with Mike uh, Leva from uh, City Life Vita Urbana. Urbana uh, CLVU dot org is the website. That's right. Yep. Check it out. They are always doing stuff. Make sure you're on the email list too, or their text list or whatever. Or the Facebook. Yeah, they have yeah. a notification list that I'm on, where I get updated when they're you know having an action. You really want to get involved in uh, City Life. Believe me. S, uh, I'm sorry, clvu.org is their website, City Life Vita Urbana. Uh, if you are any type of like, you know, left wing or progressive or housing interested, you got to get involved in this group. E even if you're in other causes, you'll learn a lot. You will learn a lot yeah. if you start participating with uh, City Life because they know how to do things. I, I just, I'm so impressed with your group. You. Uh, tell us why. Like, tell us why. I'm impressed with your group compared <laughs> to some of the other organizations I've worked with in the past where I see it's just the opposite of what you guys are doing. I mean, I think, I think we're, um, we don't have a monopoly on this, but, uh, but I do think that we really, you know, we organize around housing, but we really see it as bigger than just that. Right. We believe that like that people and communities should have the right to, to have a sense of, of collective self-determination. Right. And, um, and I feel like um, really what we're what we're doing is we're creating space for um, for all of our movements to come together, and to inform each other and to learn from each other and to um, and to throw down together, right? Like like you were just explaining, envisioning this really beautiful shut it down budget action. That would be something that we should we should really collaborate on, you know, across movements. Right. Because Absolutely. this budget, you know, I a wonder budget, if city life can get a, more involved a, in this a, cannabis movement. A budget like is like. A budget is a moral document, right? You're choosing mm -hmm. what is worthy and what is unworthy in a budget. And that affects more than cannabis. It affects more than housing. It affects all of us and it affects so many other things. And so, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think what our approach is just like, let's, let's figure out how to work together and let's figure out how to unite across issue and across class and across race and across neighborhood and across city and town. And, um, and, and it's all done with this equity perspective of we're going to center the voices that most need to be centered. And everybody else, you know, we're in solidarity with, with that voice, too. We'll be giving you a call. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to it. 617 <laughs> is the phone number. We're just about wrapping up. If you want to call in, definitely do so. Uh, again, it's Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. We're here every Sunday around 5 p.m. Make sure you like us on facebook uh, make sure you join our facebook group that's where a lot of action happens for us uh, we have a young jerks facebook group just search it find it make sure you're in it um, also invite your friends if you're in that group send an invite to your friends that you know would be interested in what we're doing because i know that there's a lot more people that should be in that group that aren't locally uh, and the group is growing and uh, we do post a lot of good content there's not a lot of spam there's not a lot of bs I think uh, you know the people that should be in there. Invite them. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on you um, on iTunes. Excuse me. I was gonna say YouTube, but we may actually start posting some of our stuff on YouTube again. But iTunes, especially, uh, or any place that you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe to us. But we really love the people who uh, rate and review us on iTunes and other places like Overcast is another one that uh, we're getting quite a few listens from. 
Uh, we appreciate all the support we get on there from Overca- on uh, from our listeners on Overcast and iTunes especially, um, but as well as Stitcher and some of the other places. Tune in, uh, Spotify. We get a lot of mm-hmm. listens there as well. So I wanna I wanna just thank everyone for uh, calling in lately, supporting us, uh, sharing our content. Uh, I want to thank all of our great writers, Grant Smith, Peter Bernard, and uh, Irving. We got a piece from Irving this week as well. Uh, we've been uh, compiling some great material, great content on midnightmass.substack.com. Put your email in there. Definitely subscribe. Make sure you're following us on there as well. It's an email uh, list that we send you out every time we have a new story. You get an email on it. Uh, we don't hit you up too often. We we don't do stories that often. But uh, when, when we do, they're... Really good, and you should definitely check that out. Uh, you can also kick in a little money if you want to support what we're doing on there as well, midnightmass.substack.com. It's $5 a month. We would really appreciate more uh, paying uh, sponsors on there as well. A little contribution goes a long way. It helps us fund more writers, more content. Uh, helps us also with what we're doing. We've got a lot of plans upcoming uh, for the show uh, for 2020, 2020. We had a great 2019. We won our first award. Uh, we also uh, had a lot of campaign wins. A lot of our friends won campaigns that came on the show. Uh, we're expecting a lot more in 2020. We can't wait. If you want to sponsor the show, if you know someone who uh, is running a political campaign, they want to run some ads, hit us up. If they got a store, a product, hit us up. We're definitely taking on new sponsors right now as well. Again, our telephone number, 617-702-2542. We're just about to wrap it up, but put it in your phone. If you want to call us real quick, before we wrap it up, we might even take your call. You know what I was also want to add to? <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a, 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 a post online about um, dissension amongst uh, you know the 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 uh, EEs and um, you know other business owners and things like that. And, you know, it is it is uh, probably not the best form to hash out. You know, Facebook. Yeah, you know, because people don't know each other's tones. Right. You know, we're all cursing each other, getting ready to slap each other. You know, the, the forum, that forum, that Facebook forum, and other social media like that is designed to create uh, fighting. Mm. That's how they get people to come back. It's it's part of the algorithm, part of the program. Mm. It's what yeah. they promote. Mm-hmm. You know, you post uh, happy, smiley faces on there. You notice Facebook doesn't put it in the feed, but yeah, you're all angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're on that the top of the right feed, the especially when there's a lot it of drive, comments. It drives traffic. You so know, that, that's it's designed to it. I think yeah. people need to be aware of that. Go ahead. Absolutely. I've I've I've, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but um, you know, it, the industry is made up of many different pe- types of people. Um, we have the the capitalists. You know, the um, you know, the activists, the, uh, uh, you know, small business owners and the people who've been marginalized. We have medical all, patients and medical patients, you know, we've got all these folks all in this one space and with different ideas about how to uh, get their business off the ground. And, um, you know, some are co-ops, you know, so it's very, very difficult to, to have those types of conversations online, you know, and especially when, in, when we're all being screwed. You know, we all have our own different visions of, of how things w- would work, you know, and there are these huge regulations. Some of us can get through 50% of the regulations. Some of us can get 75% of the regulations. So our focus ends up being on that 25 or that other 50% or that 15%. And so, you know, the conversations online might be a little bit, um, you know, salty, right? And I, I of course, I'm, I'm guilty of that too, you know, um, but when we all talk, we see each other it's all love you know and, this, and and we um 
we do know that that uh, we need each other, you know. So um, that I want to put that out there, as long as everyone knows that that um, that we do need to come together and we do need to um, do this face to face and work together. Awesome. I want to thank all the uh, listeners and callers and commenters. We had a couple callers today. Amanique was one of them. Yes. Uh, we also had Grant Smith. Who else am I missing? Oh, boy. I didn't um, write them down. Laura? Who? Laura. Oh, Lauren. Lauren, Lauren Pespiza. Oh, yes. Thank you. And maybe someone else. I'm not sure. But I think that might have been it. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, telephone number again, 617-702-2542. Uh, just reading some of the comments in our Facebook uh, watch group. Probably missing some other comments as well because we're uh, broadcasting so many places now. But I uh, just want to read this one. Uh, L.V. Randolph III writes, I've been involved in real estate development for 20 years. And a 30-year real estate project is nothing but a license to steal. The market will cycle at least once before it's done. Smoke and mirrors. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I, c I couldn't agree more. And that's uh, Suffolk Downs, right? You said 30-year development. Downs, yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Mike Crawford checking out. Pretty much, I think we're about to wrap up. I want to thank Mike uh, Leba for being here. Mike Leba from City Life Vita Urbana. CLVU.org is the website. That's right. You can follow them again on Facebook. Or they're on Twitter. I All follow over. them everywhere. You should, too. And, again, you should definitely go to their website, CLVU. And make sure you're getting their email or text yep. notifications. I think I'm getting both. So I think there's an option for both. But make sure you're, you're on their list and you're getting all the notifications on what's going on. Because not only will you help people, good people, working class people, you'll also get educated. You'll learn a lot about organizing and how to do it right. If anyone is interested in activism organizing, I think this is the group that you should actually be hanging around with and, and following and shadowing to learn more about how to do it right. Yeah, and uh, and if you're free Tuesday, come out and support the rent control bill. That's right at the state house. Ten thirty in the in the Gardner Auditorium, one o'clock outside. Awesome, and uh, Chauncey Spencer as well. I want to thank you for coming in. Uh, the four twenty Mattapan. Mattapan, and we're gonna open in Boston, Mass. Fighting, fighting the man in Mattapan. I'm gonna keep having you on until the city of Boston actually gives you a, a, a hearing, a host community thank agreement you. hearing. Thank you. How long do you think it will take? I think we'll hear something in the next four months. Right. I think four more, yeah, four months. I, I couldn't imagine it going longer than that. Other, otherwise, we're going to start shutting down the, you know, I don't know, the highways and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the airport is going to lay in front of the airport, you know. Oh, city don't hall. give me no ideas. The city hall. Like, <laughs> give myself ideas. Up yeah, there. you got to shut down Walsh. Mm, yeah, no. Or the city council. Hey, no bad words about Walsh right now. I yeah, you're I'm, all you're mm. all good right now. All mm -hmm. right, good. We'll we'll hope to hear more in the next four months. If we don't, then we'll we'll go all crazy on them. Mm. <laughs> all right, with the Young Jerks, uh, again, we got uh, quite a bit planned, and we want to thank all our listeners, our supporters. I want to make sure that I mention to um, CannaProvisionsGroup.com, uh, they're hiring right now. They're our sponsors. Uh, they've been contributing to support the Young Jerks. They have dispensaries out in Western Mass and Lee. They're opening two new ones, one in Holyoke, and uh, I think East Hampton is the other. But definitely check them out. They're they you can uh, they're hiring right now for new positions, and they came on last week and they are uh, I believe it was sixteen dollars an hour they're starting at out in Western Mass. So they're definitely willing to pay. Check it out if you want to apply for a job. It's apply at canaprovisionsgroup.com. Uh, I also want to mention uh, I want to thank 
all of our listeners and supporters, we're, we're hopefully going to be doing some live events. And uh, we're actually looking for venues. So if you have a good venue that you think that we should come and do our show and maybe do the awards show like we did last year, let us know. We're looking. And it, or maybe you run one or own one or work in one. We're looking to come and uh, do an event, a live event, that people can come to a ticketed event like we did last year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens on that. Help us out with it if you have any ideas because we're looking for the right venue. And I think our listeners and especially the folks that came to our event last year, I think they probably have an idea of what we're looking for. So if you have any ideas, hit me up. You know how to reach me. Or call in next week. 617-702-2542 is the phone number. All right, Mike Crawford. It's hot in here. We got to get out of here. Good night. It's, uh, I didn't even mention it's, what, 65 degrees outside oh in January in, in Boston, Massachusetts here in Somerville, Mass. This is crazy. I don't know whether to be happy about it or terrified. Yeah. We'll enjoy it for now. We'll see you soon. Hopefully it's not snowing next week. I know. <laughs> All right. Again, I want to thank everyone. Thank Murphy behind the board. Uh, thank Chauncey and Mike. And uh, thank myself. We're out of here. Bye. Later.